Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Brothers Grimdark. Uh, the later in the evening than usual, but still on time for a lovely change. I think this is the smooth jazz opiate section. Without either jazz or opiate. But it's smooth in that case. <laughs> Welcome Very to the smooth, smooth section of the Brothers Group. As, look, as Warhammer enthusiasts, we are known for being smooth. I, I want a, uh, a t-shirt that says, Welcome to the smooth section of the Brothers Group Talk podcast. Put I, that on a t-shirt. Well, that's, that's what you just asked for. Okay, so... <laughs> we are going to be discussing the... The standard night chassis today and all that goodness. The Quistores. Yes, but before we do that, before we do that, we mentioned... Oh, I haven't got my thing with me, I haven't got a list. doesn't matter. We mentioned last time that I was going to be having a game against... A the, regional plough-off, if you will. That's, that's definitely <laughs> not what this was. Uh, <laughs> Some say Warhammer game, others regional, regional plough-off. <laughs> I think you've been going to the wrong tournaments. Or the right ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've lost either way. <laughs> Yeah, that's not good. Last place ribbon. Hmm. Didn't even win that. <laughs> Didn't even Son of a bitch! The pain is real. It's still there, just buried deep. Anyway. Yeah, so I was going to be doing a game against um, my friend and his dad. Um, and I'd spoken to the New York saying, okay, to sort out your 1,500 points list, go against my 1,500 points of knights, I'll be fielding my Castellan for the first time. It'll be great fun. Great, As great fun. Parentheses, <laughs> night player. I no only. I, I did. I did tell them numerous times that. By, by the way, both of these guys were trying to learn eighth. Very new to eighth. Yeah. I think they've played a, a handful of games before. They played a handful of seven. Decided it was a dumpster fire of filth. That was their opinion. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, and both both these guys are the sort of players where they've collected the models for ages. They yep. painted them. They built their armor. Fantastic. Like. Make some painters. They that the hobbying side of it, they do fantastically. Oh well. yeah, yeah. And uh, then they never actually play. So yeah, like, they're, they're, but they're trying to get into eighth because they played a lot before seventh. Seventh killed all enjoyment of the game for them, as it did with many people. And then it, it killed my enjoyment certainly. If if eighth had been more like seventh, I've said it before. I definitely would have quit. I think I would have yeah. just collected models. Yeah. I would have just done that. Um, and then. Eighth, they're trying to get into because eighth seems like fun. So I, I told them knights, they're quite strong, you know. They may, may have a few issues, and they went, "Ah, oh, no, it's okay. We've we've got you know a few anti tank units. Probably not enough to handle them the best they can, but you know, they'll still manage." It's like, okay, sure. Let's get their turn up. As we're deploying, I'm looking at their list and going, "They've crammed a lot in for this. Like they managed to get a lot of units in there for one thousand five hundred points. Credit to them." And it was an absolute molly wumping. Yeah, like uh, which which house did you take? Because this was an interesting discussion oh, between I, us. I didn't um, for this one. Actually, no, I took Volker, but I never used the bonus. Yeah, cause because the, the discussion we had before, yeah, was basically because they're new players, uh, but they want to play with the rules. They want to get a handle yeah. on things. Which house do you pick to be deliberately <laughs> the least competitive? It, it's quite hard to pick the least competitive night house because they're all pretty damn good, and even like the ones with the quote unquote bad bonuses are quite good stratagems. Anyway, so this game was played without stratagems, though, because they wanted to keep things simple. Fair enough. I think that hurts knights more than it hurts them, because only because knights' stratagems are so ungodly strong. Yeah, they are. They also, no relics, are. anything like that. And, yeah, by turn four, the end of knights' turn four, so they didn't have their own turn four, they conceded because... So top of four, knights. Yeah. 
Um, they were like, okay, we, we just have the numbers. And when they first set up, I looked at mine like, I'm not even sure I have enough firepower for all the units, because there was a lot. It turns out you do with knights. You, you can kill a lot. And I felt bad. I felt very bad, because it was pretty damn clear from the first turn. This is how it's going to go. Um, I then felt slightly worse when I found out that it wasn't, in fact, 1,500 points I was against. It was 3,000. Yeah, and that is sad. No matter how many times I told them, they still both brought 1,500 points list. <laughs> Each. Each. So, and Knights, now- Knights took on double their points, one with ease. They lost a total of, what was it? There was four on the Dominus gone, one on the other one. The, okay, the 1,500 points of Space Marines did one wound. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, and then it was 11 on the other. So that's, what, uh, 12 and 5, that's like 17 wounds? Yeah, 17 wounds. Yeah. You had something to say. Out of a maximum of 72. But my my point here is, first of all, yeah. A, you are a massive penis. Thank for, you. For being, <laughs> no, you are. <laughs> That's disturbing otherwise. <laughs> but <laughs> you brought knights against new players. Shame on you. No. Okay. Shame on he, you. I don't have a full like 1,500 point list. Yeah. Of anything else. I have a bunch of other things, just not a full task point. Unless I've got like a thousand points of hit this, that, and here, and the other. Like, yeah. they wanted to do 1,500 because they wanted to field quite a lot. I went, well, the only thing I have is knights. Are you sure? They said yes. I went, okay. Okay. Now, B. Yeah. This perfectly plays into my hands. Yeah. Ignore the first statement and then <laughs> <laughs> adding this one on. Um, because I've always said, yep. if you take knights in a friendly game where your opponent is not expecting knights, like sure knights are beatable... Yeah, this person expected knights. They just weren't prepared for knights. Exactly. They did not bring enough anti-tank. No. And you completely varnished the floor with their faces. It got worse. (laughs) Got worse? Yeah, because there was a second game that was played. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where basically, after that one, and that one took a fair while, and they had a fair bit of fun with it even still. Even though they were losing, it's kind of a, well, we still get to explore the rules as the other. Yeah, and you're trying to make it fun for them because you're trying to introduce them to the yeah, game. Yeah, Because um, despite fielding knights, we are fun players. Yeah. Like, just saying. Like, yeah. we're, we're fun opponents, yeah. but you're always I, trying to make it fun I for The reason why I get knights is because I like big robots rather than because I want to win friendly yeah, games. Yeah, you enjoyed Pacific Rim. Yeah, a lot. I, pretty much any time I'm fielding knights, my brain is playing that theme. Yeah. Time, which <laughs> just staring darkly at them, not saying anything, gripping the table, just... Da, 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 just in much. your head. Yeah, that, that's Utter exactly silence. Well, that's when you have the t- squad of ten guardsmen who are hiding in their trench as supposedly the most heroic knight I have stamps the shit out of them. Yeah, and we, we actually had to rewrite the law for Alan's knight yeah, army this... because they just turned on the Imperium. And not only did they turn on the Imperium, <laughs> they uh, they raped oh, them. That's not the phrase I'd use. It certainly was very violent. Well, no, because we're about to... Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> but it's the second battle, my friend, like, he basically goes, okay, I'll you know, do other things now. Can I have a game versus the knights? We'll retool his army a bit. It's like, yeah, okay, so we'll make sure... We'll cut out, like, the rhino and things, cut out a few other things, add in quite a bit mighty tank. So he had... Because um, he's got quite a big collection. He has more than 1,500 points. Yeah. Because, as we mentioned before, he's primarily a collector. Yeah. Looking to I, play. I did say, shall we bring the toughness of the knights down to seven so bolters win them on fives, etc.? Shall we up your points limit so you have more points than me? He went, nah, let, let's just do it properly. You know, I'm not expecting to win, but I want to get more sure of the rules. So there's a few bits I was missing on, etc. And if I have a bit more tag, maybe it'll go better. And I go, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, yeah. Like, now you have, like, a, a quad last kind of predator, etc. 
and he had seven models left at the end of turn one. Yes, and just just to clarify for everyone at home, Alan took a Warden, a Crusader, yep, yep. and a Castellan. Yep. And also all the stuff I said last week about the Castellan, like going, yeah, it should be really good when it comes to you know, taking out key targets in the first turn, etc., being more effective than the Valiant. Yes, proven correct. That thing is absurd in the first turn. Yeah, the Castellan's firepower is truly terrifying. Oh, they have something to hunt that hunts Titanic units. <laughs> gone. Yeah, it is annihilated. If they have a Titanic unit themselves. Oh, if they have Titanic it's unit themselves, it's definitely gone. So, yeah, and it was kind of a case. Oh, I'll fire the. Um, a Father Volcano Lance as Land Raider, which isn't the most competitive choice, but he liked it and has four Laz Cannons, which are some of the most anti-tanky has. Like, yeah, let's make sure we field that. And I rolled a six, the number of shots. So it evaporated. Well, they didn't the first game you rolled a one for your number of shots. I, I rolled a one for the number of shots and took off nine wounds. Yeah. Like, it. that thing's crazy. When it... When it hits. When it, it hits, hits, it hits like a freight train. And then you have uh, other stuff, so... I was like, oh, I'll, I'll leave his... I won't fire, you know, um, Call's Wrath, because... Do I have Call's Wrath at game? No, because you weren't playing Relics. The second uh, game. The sec- yeah, the second game. Oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah. But the first game, I rolled just a bunch of ones, the Volcano Lance, and it still annihilated a lot of things. And then this game, you just rolled... That's, a... that's ones on the number of shots, not well, ones to hit. Yeah, numbers on the... Oh, just cheating later. <laughs> once on a number of shots, but this time it was just, okay, six shots, Land Raider gone. I was like, I won't fire the Plasma Decimator at the um, Predator, because... I don't want to annihilate his other big source of anti-tank. I'll fire another weapon at it, which is less good at hunting tanks. I'll fire like, the rapid-fire battle cannon, which is more of a like intermediary between hunting infantry and hunting tanks. It's quite good for light vehicles. Like, eh, it shouldn't kill it. it annihilated it. Um, yeah. Knight's, Knight's firepower is just pretty horrific. Uh, the, the best bit of this battle being, though, um, he had a squad of Death Company chaps who got a brief spraying from an Avenger Gatling cannon and wiped them out down to one. And... <laughs> like. There was basically five tactical marines left in his turn, two leaders, and Dreadnought Furious or Dreadnought, and this one Death Company chap. And he's like, right, I'm going to charge the Warden. Like, okay, he's like, I'm going to take some wounds off. And he did, he took off two wounds, just double the damage in the first game. And Dreadnought charges, Death Company guy charges, Death Company guy doesn't make it. Dreadnought makes the two wounds. Knight hits him with a Thunderstrike Gauntlet, the upgraded one, uh, so he was doing 8 damage a punch. So he went from 3 wounds to minus 21. Wow. <laughs> At which point, you then have the chance to throw the carcass. I managed to throw the carcass and took out the Death Company guy. <laughs> and this is meant to be the heroic knights. This is, this, yeah, this this is, is picking up they, a Furious Adrenaline. They were meant to be heroes. Smashing. Were, this is the first time I was collecting a good guy's army. And the, the first yeah. showing is annihilating double their points you, and then destroying 1,500 in turn in one turn. It's like, oh, you, fuck. You dipped your toe in the loyalist pool and then took <laughs> and a shit in it. it. <laughs> took like, a shit oh, in it. Oh, God. So, yeah. Knights, maybe not for friendly games. And now we've actually entered into a funny situation where <laughs> Alan and I want funny to keep playing the Knights. No, I won't. Yep. And I don't want to change my army because I play for fun. Yep. And I'm not going to tool my guys to be anti-tank. So you because, are tool. Yes, I am. But I don't want to tool my entire army to anti-tank yep. because Alan is my usual gaming uh, opponent yep. as well as a few others. Like It's a small gaming group we have. Yeah, but we play the most. Like, yeah, and two. I don't want to tool my army to be anti-tank and then it's just anti-tank versus knights every game. It's, yeah. you know, it's going to be a bit silly. Yep. Uh, and also it's expensive as hell for me just to be able to fight you and beat yep. you. Uh, I don't think Death Guard, even if I 
Oh no, I, Death God or Admech? I, I, I don't like want if I tool them to kill you. I don't I, think I, I think can the Admech can. I was doing the maths on this a while back, but Death Guard are basically one of the armies that can pretty much never beat knights if knights are played correctly. Yeah, which is pretty horrific. It, it's a fun statistic. Uh, <laughs> yep. And, uh, yeah, so I, I don't want to tool my army to you, but yep. this leads to a fun scenario <laughs> of points multiplier. How far can we push this, is the question. So, tomorrow, it's going to be the second... Of the dusting offs. <laughs> Stop calling things dust off. <laughs> dust off, Martin. I want to say dust up. Uh, oh no, we have, it's going to be a brawl. We we have two games planned. We have three games planned for tomorrow, but we have two games concerning the knights. Yeah, and the first game is a friend of ours has an Eldar army, and as we know about the Eldar, they're a bunch of nonces, and they have a lot of non nonce strategies, and they fire their sex toy weaponry at you. Well, that is true. That is factually accurate. That is factually accurate. Anyway. Do you want to question it? How was the Eye of Terror made? Done. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Those twisty nipple bastards. Yeah. Now, he, this Eldar army is tooled for anti-tank. It is not tier one power. It is nope. absolutely not. It's still like friendly, yep. competitive level. It's also quite a cool list. I do like his list. It's a cool list. It is a fucking cool list. I do like the list. Yep. Well done to him. Uh, he's going to be facing off against Alan's Knights. And he is full of bombast and bravado Which and believes we, he's going to beat the knights. We, I have we zero <laughs> faith that he will beat these knights. We appreciate his enthusiasm. enthusiasm. And, um, it's misplaced. Yes. It, <laughs> There's no chance. Like, half-tooled to kill knights is not enough. You have to go full whammo. Because, especially with the Castellan, like, when I bought the Castellan, it was kind of a, it's the more interesting one of the two. Which it is, in my opinion. I, I prefer what a Castellan can do and like even just as, the idea of taking, as opposed to the Valiant yeah as opposed to the Valiant like, even if you're bringing it along just for the buffing everything within 6 inches to a 5 plus invuln if you're doing like a line with other Imperial allies it's more likely you're going to do that with the Castellan rather than the Valiant because the Valiant to be charging and all that stuff and it seems the Castellan's just super good as well yeah super super good it's violently good and I believe in this 3000 point game you're wiping out nearly 800 points of stuff a turn roughly Oh, to make up for, what, the three, four turns? Yeah, four, t- four turns of shooting and assault and all that stuff. Yeah, like, oh, God, it's... But anyway, you know, it's terrific. 750 points, sorry. 750 yeah. to be more accurate. Yeah, they, they had, like, 300 points left at the end. Well, there you go. So, yeah. 700. <laughs> but, yeah, so our friend is playing this, and this is 1,500 points versus 1,500 points. However, however... There's a dark whisper in the corner. It's Nurgle. And he's got some fat boys that want to play. <laughs> so I'm bringing 1,500 points of Nurgle. So, Not so, at all optimised to fight anything because it's Nurgle. Cause, yeah, Death Guard aren't the best. Yeah, Mortarion's not there because shits and gigs. I do own Mortarion. He is partially painted. I broke his wings and I broke his base. <laughs> so he, he's carrying the workshop. <laughs> yeah, he's currently on the floor crying in the warp as Reboot Gilliman beats him again. So I've got 1,500 points. So what we're thinking... Yep. Eldar after, versus Knights. After that initial... We're expecting... Well, turn one, the game will be decided. He may play on until turn three. If he does, his army will be gone by then. Yeah, I, I, there's just no way he's beating no, you. there's no because way. Because the Knights' firepower in return. And especially if you put Knights as competitive as you want to be. Hawk Shroud. Because there's zero chance he kills a Knight in turn one. Zero I, chance. I'm not even sure you go Hawk Shroud against him. I think... Due to the way his list works, he's quite a few of these like stumpy, stumpy, walkie, walkie chaps. Crast is just... 
I mean, Crest is just horrific against anyone, really. No, against things with multi-win targets. Anyway, as is, after that game, which is going to be over very quickly, we're, we're looking at 20 minutes. Yeah, now. 20 that's, minutes on the clock. That's, that's currently our bet. After deployment's done, we're expecting a 20-minute game. After that, we're going to go for Eldar, Nurgle, Allied versus Knights, so that'd be 3,000 points versus Knights. Then we're going to, after that, because we are expecting Knights to be that as well, can Knights do 4,500? I think Knights can. 1,500 points of Knights can beat 4,500 of not optimised lists. Yeah. Friendly that's, lists. That's, yeah, that's the important thing here. It's going to be like a take-all-comers, semi-competitive versus Knights. Only my Death Guard is not even that. That's because it's Death Guard. My Death Guard is like the soft pillow into the game where you just <laughs> you beat someone and you feel good about it and you're like, oh, maybe I'll play this game some more. I am that guy. <laughs> I'm fielding that army where new people can beat me. Yeah, that's that's his purpose. I did say when I beat uh, my friend to the stand, I was like, get my brother along if you want a fun game, because he actually has lists you can beat. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you've got a damp tissue paper and a whistle, you could probably beat the Death Guard Army. Yeah, well, according to the law, you can beat Mortarion with that. You can beat Mortarion with that. You just snap him with a towel, off he goes back <laughs> to the wharf. <laughs> <laughs> Look <laughs> at this image of the Primarch all just chasing each other and towel up each other. <laughs> no. What I had the image of is Raboot Gilliman. Someone Gilliman's... towel looked a bit too hard and he went, that's it. That's the heresy I, over. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the heresy when it began. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah. Because <laughs> someone towel up him a bit hard and he decided, I am going that's my own way. That. That's yeah. enough of that. The Emperor gave him a he quick... He got the angriest, <laughs> weirdest towel up as he could find. <laughs> just, yeah, the word there is like... Oh, God, that's not a towel! <laughs> I don't want to know what it is. No, you don't but... want to know. <laughs> no, but there could be an awesome conversion of Reboot Gilliman nuke model with just holding a towel instead of the sword, <laughs> like ready to snap someone with it. The flaming sword of the Imperium. Yeah, that's just Reboot. <laughs> or as I've seen people describe Magnus without any hint of irony or humour, the big red one-eyed missile. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how how quickly does Warhammer descend into penile jacks? With us, seconds. Literal seconds. Speaking of which, <laughs> the Questorus Knight. I was going to say briefly that with the... You expecting knights can beat 4,000. You're even reckoning they can beat 6,000 of unoptimized. Yeah, I definitely think... Yeah. <laughs> I think... We're, well, we're going to test this. That, that's yeah, what you're going to say. I think if you go as hard as you can... Yeah. Compare... <laughs> compa- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the best phrasing there. <laughs> go as competitive as you can. Yeah. And make your knights the best that, that they can <laughs> with like relic stratagems, tooling it right up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's my my job. And we can take six thousand points against it's... you, and I think you will still have a good game. I'm not sure you're going to win against six thousand points. If I'm I take... nervous about four thousand five hundred. Yeah, I think competitive versus four thousand five hundred, and this again highlights the issue of the knights. For myself, yeah, in, in that, just how far can you go in a casual gaming environment yeah, to beat the knights? Knights are not run competitively anyway, so nerfing them would make no change to a competitive environment. But the friendly environment, as we're showing, and also yeah. it's very hard to argue that I got lucky. Yeah, because you rolled ones for your oh, no, d6 the, shots and yeah, stuff no, the, like that. The first game, the majority of my rolls were below average. I was keeping check. I was getting annoyed internally because you always go, "That's below average, fuck!" But you're going, "I'm still beating them." Yeah, that's the worst, where it's like... Yeah. <laughs> I had an unlucky game versus double my points and thrashed them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think that 
in our games for fun's sake so that you can still play your Imperial Knights. Because yep. the, the flip side of this is you keep playing Imperial Knights versus 1,500 point lists yep. and you lose literally every single one of your friends and I'll disown you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because but the you... podcast will carry on just very bitterly. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Alan. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> I was about to... <laughs> Brother. <laughs> yeah, we're true heresy. Yeah. Only you're still see. Alan was a chaos player ca- classically. Yeah, he picks Imperial Knights. He's gonna be the good guy. Whoops a daisy. He's murdered the Imperium. <laughs> murdered the Imperium. I am now the antagonist in our. Like, you're you're back to the dark side. Yeah, immediately. I am. The, I said I'm the antagonist amongst all of our little playgroup. I guess. <laughs> I am the. Well, that's the. I'm now the thing to beat, and everyone hates me. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. and that's why we're bringing six thousand points versus you. Yeah, because fuck your when, army. When we're trying to narr- justify this from narrative purposes, like yeah, they're just pissing off everyone, so even to the point where you know you have Death Guard, Death Guard Eldar, Eldar, and, and the Imperium yeah. <laughs> uniting to defeat these yeah. knights who are technically Imperium aligned. Technically, in the loosest possible sense. Yeah. Okay, so shall we shall we get on to the uh, actual? We will get on topic. I mean, we almost need to put a disclaimer. I think that people should skip to about twenty minutes. If we're gonna if we're gonna tell people when to skip the. Um, off-topic sections. We're gonna have three minutes of podcast left. Yeah, just be. Hey, Alan, do you like nights? Yeah. Thank you for listening. <laughs> if only we had an outro song. Yeah, I could do one again. I did an amazing one. Get get me my bongos. I'll have a go on them. You've never had bongos. I've never had bongos, but maybe I can improvise. You got dumbbells over there. That is nothing like a, <laughs> nothing at all like a bongo. Maybe. <laughs> No, that's just annoying. I'll leave that. Quest always nights. You bastard. <laughs> just turned out and smacked a lamb a couple of times. Just in case it's not like a bonger. Oh, I've God. never tried that before. <laughs> With reason, it was dumb. I should have to turn the lights on. It's gotten dark in here. It is incredibly the dark. The sun has it gone. It is grim dark in here. Oh, God. The sun went in the time it took us to get through that ripping yarn. Okay. So, there's... <laughs> nice. Yeah. There's a thousand variations. There's about five variations. Yeah. So, rather than go through Errant, Gallant, Paladin, Crusader, Warden... I do want to split up their lore, though, because there's an important thing that I want to touch upon. Oh, I can't remember the differentiations between most of them. Okay, well, there's something I want to touch upon in okay, there. Okay, okay. Okay. Questorus, where okay. are you going? I was going to say, like, briefly, like, they are the classic knight. They do knightly things. The couple of notable things I remember from the law being, you know, actually interesting. Uh, like, the gallants, they're, they're fielded quite a lot. There's some people who feel, like, almost exclusively, like, a wall of gallants because they, they're the close combat ones. I think errants are meant to be a little bit more crazy than usual. Yeah, uh, wardens are the ones which are often found surviving. They're, they're like weirdly, they're a lot of free blades because, quote unquote, they have so much firepower. I mean, why crusaders aren't? Okay, wardens are the ones with one gun and a close combat thing. It's particularly the adventure Gatling cannon, and the crusader is the one with two guns. See, now I'd argue that the warden makes more sense to be free blade heavy. Yeah, because they seem to be more self sufficient to me because they're better rounded. Yeah, because a crusader well, is just if you they have said a shit they're better I would agree with them. They said they had more firepower. Yeah, which, which is, is weird. Factually inaccurate. Which is weird. Yeah. But I, I do like the uh, the warden from the sense of free blading. Oh yeah. yeah. And free blading in general, by the way, 
uh, Alan and I had no idea what the fuck Free Blades did because it always used to be in the stories. It'd be like, and a Free Blade turns up to help the Imperium. How did he turn up? We He's like had, a thirty-foot-tall robot. We always had the question: Well, there's a lot of things that must be involved in the maneuvering of that thing. It doesn't just appear. And to be fair, the book and maybe all the books, but we didn't know. Yeah, this book does just go. Yeah, they have a shit ton of people maintaining these things. You go good. Glad good for hear. Brian. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, what was the bit of law you wanted to throw in here? Well. Thing I wanted to talk about. The preceptor is off limits for now. We, that's actually one we'll go into. Yeah, let, let's just differentiate very quickly. Uh, and I'm going to use I'm going to use the crusader and the gallant. Okay. So the crusader, they normally say that the the more sane knights. They also say the more like they're more heroic because they're usually standing back by the lines, you know, leading yeah, the men. Yeah. Like the, the whole gun line, they are there with the gun line. Yeah, they're there with the gun line. They're the heroes of the Imperium, uh, but they're also kind of the more sane knight. Uh, Most of them are sane. Be. No, no, I'm saying even more sane. Yeah. Because what I'm going to say now yep. is the gallant. Mm-hmm. The gallant is basically a suicide bot. You say that, it's not going to die. It's not going to die, but that's rules-wise. If you look yeah. at it in, in the actual grand scale of Warhammer 40k, the gallant is a suicide bot because it's meant to charge in, attract yeah. all the enemy firepower. Yeah. So basically, before you get in that night, someone has to say, right, Jenkins, oh, they- the plan is you're going to charge steaming your pipes off at that enemy position. The, the gallants are usually either particularly crazy, heroic, or dumb. Usually a mixture of all three. Exactly. So they're, they're, that's why I'm differentiating the Crusaders are more yep. sane. So yep. if you were given the option to pilot a knight, percent you, you generally aren't. Oh, you're not? Yeah, normally it'll be um, the House of Nobles has this knight. Like your house would have that knight, which has been in your family for generations, etc. Or you'll oh, be see. assigned a knight. That kind okay, of thing. Okay, that, that's like, quite you don't, cool. You don't get the pick of the knights. Fuck no. Sorry, this is this this is weirdly where this codex, because other codices in 8th edition haven't got this so well, it's still very 40k as it should be, which is, yeah, awesome giant robots. There's still a ridiculous, complicated power structure here in place, which means that you still aren't that special. Yeah. Which is and good. I, I do quite like the way that they don't just say that the knights are the most heroic characters to have ever strodden the planet. They say the they're Imperium. more likely to. They say that the like, they do they do blow the trumpet a little bit. Yeah, they say also like the um, the thing in there which melds with their brains and has like the echoes of their powers. Throne Mechanicum. Uh, yeah, Throne Mechanicum. That's the word I was looking for. That that thing makes them more likely to because they have like all the ancestors judging them. But it also says that's probably as a result of a deliberate thing to make sure that they stay um, upholding those ideals, so they actually look after their. Planet, etc. Yeah. Like, it was a system in place rather than they're just holy and awesome. See, now, the throne Mechanicum is the thing that the pilot uses to pilot the night. Yep. Obviously. And plugs into the brain. Plugs into the brain, and you kind of... You get enthroned, if you will. Yep. Sealed within the it's night. Like a giant golden shitter for the thought. Wow. <laughs> That's very profound. And I do love the fact that you have the ancestors... Uh, Let's say um, it's also fragments of the ancestors. It's also why uh, Chaos Knights are usually insane. Which, this is one of the few times where Chaos being insane I can kind of get. Or at least, if you scale it Driven back a insane. bit. Yeah, if Driven you scale it back a bit from insanity, but just, you know, deeply guilt-ridden, etc. Because you have, effectively, a copy of all of your ancestors judging you constantly while you're in this thing. And while you're not in this thing, like whenever knights are outside of their knight suit after they've gotten acclimatised to it, it's just like a fairly demoralising experience because you're just not a completely you because now the knight is kind of you as well, and b you just no one is powerful. I'd feel sad if I had a giant mech suit and I wasn't inside the mech suit stomping things. Like <laughs> I would just want to be in the mech suit all the time. I want to be atop my golden throne. Wait, no, fuck, golden shitter, not golden throne. <laughs> golden throne yeah, means yeah. That's all kinds of heresy. 
<laughs> I am not a loyalist. You are definitely not a loyalist. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you stomped on those guardsmen in their entrenched position, like, collapsing the earthworks literally, on them. Literally, I have three knights and backstories for all of them. And that one that did that was meant to be the properly heroic, like, ridiculously over-the-top hero-type one. I mean, ridiculously for me, so still not as heroic as some people have them. But damn, he's meant to be a good guy. Yeah. And he was stomping guardsmen. Yeah, like, that's pretty bad. Yeah. I think it only gets worse if you stomp ratlings. <laughs> they aren't really humans, though. Well, that's that's cruel. Oh, sorry. They're, they're ab humans. Come on, I love Ogrins. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna accept shit about ab humans. I wouldn't talk shit about an Ogrin. Yeah, you get mollywomped. Yeah, you get put in Chimera service and chundered on. That's true. <laughs> Do people know what that is anymore? Chunder. No. Chimera service. <laughs> oh, Chimera service. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Do I have to?" Oh, yeah, okay. Crusaders. Yeah. Sorry. What was it? <laughs> What was your point Just here? Kind of my point here was that I didn't know that the knights were an, in, an inherited option. So to me, it was kind oh, of... You, you thought it was just a choice every time. So yeah, just, and I was like, why the fuck would you ever pick the gallant? Because the gallant is just meant to die. Not, not necessarily. Remember, there's going to be times where they unleash these on like a resisting town. Yeah. Like, particularly on the... Fe- no, <laughs> the Imperial Guard. <laughs> no, like the, there'll be times on a feudal planet, especially before, you know, Imperium took over everything and there's the Age of Strife, whatever the fuck it was. Where I'd just be, oh, town's uprising. What have they got? Pitchforks and swords. Send in a knight, they'll surrender immediately. Or they won't and lose half their population. Or the knight won't listen and they'll lose half the population. Because this is 40k. Yeah, that's that's not good, is it? It's a terrifying thought, but <laughs> that's, that's not what... good. I do also like another cool thing about the knights is that the knight chassis is just an STC. And quite often, colonies would build knights uh, just for self-defense. Yeah, because they would look through the SDCs that, for something to defend these, themselves. Uh, night worlds came about exactly. So when people do the whole thing of well, like, why are they building knights versus tyrannids? No, because that's what they had to defend themselves. Yeah. The SDC of the night. Yeah, or even just like when it comes to a moving ship with a giant claw hand, or B, if there's some shit that's come back like giant trees. This is a fantastic tool for that. Yeah, the knight. The knight is a great tool. Yeah, uh, and because it's bipedal. Yeah, bipedal. I am bipedal. bipedal. <laughs> <laughs> he can stride over like rough terrain and all that sort of stuff, which is just awesome. And they explains the abundance of knights, why they're everywhere, why there's these feudal worlds and all this jazz yeah. and malarkey. And just the idea of like a feudal world trying to be set up or when they first are trying to colonize it, a knight helping with construction work is just a That sounds awesome. Cool yeah, I can see it completely in my head. Yeah. It's it's glorious. Bloody glorious. Yeah. Shall we uh, discuss the rules? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. You too can be a tiny homosexual. <laughs> okay, so... I said, we're not going to discuss each different variation. We're going to discuss the chassis itself, then the guns. Because the chassis is silly. Just silly. Yeah, I would... If there was the option to pay for the chassis... And nothing else. Just the feet, just yeah, the body. I would have it. So let's bod. explain what that is briefly before we keep going about it. Okay. Bracketing. 13 to 24 wounds. Its movement is 12 inches. BS 3+, plus, WS 3+. Plus. 7 to 12 wounds left, 9 inch move, WS4 plus, BS4 plus, 1 to 6 wounds, uh, movement 6 inches, WS5 plus, BS5 plus. Thoughts? Degradation, obviously, is powerful. Degrading profile. Sorry, do you mean it's powerful for your opponents? Do you mean it's powerful for the knights to have I degrading think profile? <laughs> you have to use more words it's on powerful, this one. powerful for your opponents because yeah. obviously, if you lose one from your uh, hit rolling, Say three plus to four plus. Yeah. Right. You go from sixty-six uh, percent damage to fifty percent. Yeah. 
you know, which is a pretty big yeah. uh, way of just getting rid of a lot of the knight's yeah. firepower. However, 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 yeah. normally the best way to deal with knights is just to eliminate one at a time. Yeah. And I don't think that profile really changes, like, enough. Like, when they're at six wounds, you may as well just want to kill them, yeah. because they're just... Also, unless the Hawk Shroud, in which case they only start getting bracketed at six. Yeah, which is ridiculous. It's insane. But then that just doubles down on the issue of just killing the knight. Also, the so, move. This is also a point of contention with you. Uh, I. This is the thing. 12 inches, yep. I think, is great if you want to run only knights. Because 12 inches means that they can get to objectives. Because if they it had means a six... an all light list can actually function. Because yeah, if, it... if they moved how they're portrayed to move, say, in Dawn of War 3, that's the only time I'm going to mention that game. We no, Dawn ones. of War 3, the, in, the fucking cinematic trailer for, where you oh, have a, God, a knight yes. thrusting yes. his chain blade through a wraith knight. It is so glorious. Guys, if like, you haven't seen the cinematic trailer for Dawn like of War 3... diving jump thrusts. It's awesome. It is the and... most awesome thing. Okay, Dawn of War 3, I'm glad exists just for that trailer. Yeah, that trailer was Go worth it. Go look at that trailer. It also has the silliest run animation you'll ever see for Space Marines. Yeah, don't look at like, that. Like look at the knights. It's the knights are fucking weird. Sweet. Now and again, we just imitate that run, and it's the most derpy, fun thing. <laughs> it is really weird. <laughs> okay, go watch that trailer. It'll make you laugh, it'll make you cry, and my god, that bit where knight jump oh, thrusts yeah. is oh, so yeah. good. Anyway, they move in that game very slowly because, you know, yeah, plodding. They, they think it's hard to balance a great big fuck-off. Bipedal bipedal god if they were moving at 100 miles an hour so in game terms game game terms yeah so anyway I've got it I don't know sorry okay so the moving 12 my initial thought when I saw them was they'd move fairly slowly so it was a nice surprise to see movement at 12 and it does mean they can actually do shit which if they were moving slowly they wouldn't be able to do an all night list just wouldn't be anywhere near competitive just could never take objectives may table you but. Here is my, my counterpoint. Yep. Is that when they have a 12 inch move, yep. uh, it does mean that knights can get table domination. Yeah, this this happened in, is, those ga- in that game. Okay, the first game, the 3000 list point one. Uh, there's a fair few Space Marine units that they're thinking, okay, we're going to use these to try and tie them up. Nope. Uh, turn one, I ha- was at the midpoint of the board. Yeah. I had control of the board at that point. And the other thing is, because these guys are Titanic, even if you assault them, they can just leave assault, shoot. It's not Titanic, given yeah. that rule. Oh, sorry, it's, it's uh, super, super, heavy, heavy super Heavy Walker. Yeah, sorry. We'll get to that. We will get to that. Yeah. But yeah, so knights are kind of indestructible. Very, very tough. We, you we can have, force we, the we, issue. We, we have not got into their toughness or wounds yet. <laughs> can we at least finish okay, the profile? Okay, do, do, we'll, do the profile. Shall we do the full profile? Okay. Do the full profile. Okay, so strength 8, toughness 8, wounds 24, attacks 4, leadership 9, save 3+, plus with a 5+, plus and vulnerable save versus shooting. The Ion Shield. Yes. Do you want to discuss the profile now? Or shall we finish off their rules? Because they've finished they have their two, rules. Yeah. We've covered, finish iron, them. covered Iron Shield. It explodes on the roll of a six. On the roll of a six, each unit within two D6 suffers D6 mortal wounds. And if you're playing all night, that's probably going to be your opponent's shit because you're going to be up in their grill. Yes, however, there have been games where turn one, they snipe your knight. Your knight then blows up and kills anything around it, yeah, infantry-wise. But, yeah, true. And also Super Heavy Walker, which basically means it can fall back in the movement phase and still shoot or charge at the same turn. All and golden. Yep, yeah, it could also walk straight over infantry and swarm models. It can move and fire heavy weapons without a penalty to hit. Uh, but finally, it only gains bonus to cover if half the model is obscured from the fire, which is hard to do, except with the new scenery coming out, which looks awesome, or if you can seal the knight behind two other knights, which I've thought about doing. It's quite funny to see. It is funny. And it will stop them from killing your Castellan. Yeah, like the Castellan suddenly has a two plus armor save. And this is why you're hated among the gaming community. 
<laughs> Categorically hated. Oh, I it's could a play friendly nice. game. He's got two plus arms. <laughs> yeah. And I've taken a I haven't done that yet. I've just you haven't fully gamed it. the game. No, I, I have never fully gamed the game with knights. At six thousand points, you will. At six thousand points, I'll be doing all that kind of shit. I'll be doing some of the silliest shit you've ever seen, but it gives me bonuses. So, yeah, 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 and all the stuff like charging out of line of sight so you don't get Overwatch and stuff like that. Things that it's, it's we very would... hard to have a knight out of line of sight. It turns out. <laughs> biggest buildings <laughs> in, in the game against my friends. They had a shit ton of scenery. They have a bunch of like forest stuff everywhere. They've been again, like, can I see the knight? Yes, you can see the knight. There's no way you can't see the knight. <laughs> yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah, there was awesome. They were, they were towering above the jungle pieces. Fuck, it's cool. Yeah, that Lights is cool. Awesome. Like trees up to their waist. That yeah, looks cool. Yeah. It does look great. Then they murdered the space marines. Anyway, so you want to discuss more than night chassis? Yeah, just very quickly, guys. Do Titanic feet. That will oh, save yeah, me a long time as well. The, yeah, Titanic feet. It's a universal rule, basically, across the big knights. Because all knights have feet, it turns out. Yes. Two legs means feet. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Well, they do. Uh, they get their hooves, maybe. Okay, strength that user. That would be a cool conversion. Demon. Oh, yeah. Demon hooves. Also, okay, strength user, AP minus two, D3 damage. You make three hit rolls per attack of this weapon rather than one. So they suddenly have 12 attacks in close combat at strength eight. Yep. Hitting on threes, AP minus two, damage D3. My full rundown on this profile, yep. in my opinion, is that the knight is incredibly well-rounded. Yes. It is very well, tough. The, the chassis itself... Is under three hundred points. We would happily, we'd both happily pay under three hundred points for that chassis and these feet. Nothing else. Yeah, it is horrendously strong. Yep. And the knights are just so well rounded that I feel it kind of punishes your opponent for just getting into melee with them because there is very, very, very. Very, very few units in the game that are enough of a beat stick. That are enough of a beat stick to just one shot a knight. I mean, they haven't got an invul in close combat, but you need a proper beat stick. You need yeah. a fully buff magnus. They have toughness eight and twenty-four wounds. Twenty-four wounds, which is just kind of ridiculous. Three plus armor save, but that rarely matters if you have a beat stick. Yeah, um, they they can be felled in close combat, but the most reliable way to fell another knight is with a knight <laughs> or fire warriors. Or Fire Warriors. Either Fire Warriors or another knight. Yeah. Because, yeah, so say I have a seven-man Death Guard unit. I send them in. I've got a Power Fist in there. <laughs> power I'll, Fist is like three do, damage, doesn't it? On, on average, I'll do like 1.2 wounds, right? Probably, yeah. In return, I lose my unit. You probably do about like 1.8 because the Power Fist probably hits. Does damage, yeah, maybe, 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 nothing, maybe. maybe. Yeah. But yeah, I do like 1.8 wounds. In return, I lose my unit. Yeah. And... Also, something I found in practice in these games... Which I hadn't really considered is the Overwatch for knights is horrific, particularly yeah. if you have something like a Crusader, which is the double gun thing, because their arms could be like a gun or close combat. The Crusader's the one with double gun, which is in my list that was a third of my army firing Overwatch at that thing. Yeah, whatever. You feel a like third. a towel player there. You do. You really do. Like it. It killed. I think two leaders in Overwatch. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. If you don't get into close combat. With your charging unit, you will face multiple night overwatches, which is horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. So my, for anyone out there wondering how to beat knights, this is Henry's top-down fiberglass view on how to assault a knight for orcs. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a battle wagon or a similarly expendable but tough. but tough transport, I mean, maybe even a rhino. I think on average a rhino can get into yeah, close combat from overwatch. Do a chump charge with your transport 
or even just like a Lehman Russ or something like that. Giving, I mean, Lehman Russ is are you giving eighth edition in players advice on how to get into close combat with a knight. Well, yeah, you just to cut you, this you, short, you so, chump, chump, chump charge. Yep. To absorb that Overwatch, and then you can pile everyone in behind yeah, if it survives. Yeah, if it survives and makes contact. It makes contact, at which point all the others can charge yeah. out being overwatched. And which this, other armies do matters less against knights, it's extremely important to do. Yeah, it's extremely important versus knights, and I'll argue that this is most important for armies like Tyranids, where say you could use a, a, like a 20-man Hormogaunt unit to charge. Oh, yeah, and then your Carnifexes. Eat, eat it, yeah, and then your yeah. Carnifexes and stuff. And against things like the uh, Castellan. Yes. Uh, sorry, not the Castellan. Yeah. The, yeah, Castellan Valiant. Yep, Dominus Class Knights. Yeah, that's the one. Valiant. Uh, with its fucking flamer of 3d6, auto hit strength 7, AP minus 2, damage. Uh, AP minus 1, damage 2, rerunning wounds if you have the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just accept that your infantry unit is going to die, yep. most likely. Unless you have more than 18 of them. Yeah, if you have like 20 Tyranid. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Get yeah. 20 Tyranid Hormogorns. That way it can't kill them. Charge the Valiant. Actually, you no, maybe, will yeah. get into close combat. Yep. Because they're fast as fuck, boy. Fuck boy, be fast. <laughs> yep. And then you get your, like, your flying hive tyrants, and, and then you mollywomp him with damage. Hopefully. And I've seen it where people charge with the hive tyrant because they're like, yeah, the hive tyrant's really strong. Yes, he makes it into close combat, but now he's on like two wounds and he's hitting on sixes because he's blind as a ball. Because it's a lot of firepower knights have. It, yeah. So, yeah, this, this is my thing. Yep. Knights are just so innately strong. Yep. Bizarrely, they're not top tier competitive, nope. but they also ruin like friendly games. Yeah, so I think if you're going to be a night player, yep. which if you're listening to this podcast, maybe you are, maybe you aren't, maybe you will experience a night player, you have to maybe be... Maybe you'll experience playing as a night player. <laughs> experience them as well. <laughs> the flavours of the night player. That's my new uh, musical album, Jazz Trombone, Street Alley Cat, Fiberglass <laughs> Music. It's reached that time of the podcast where I've gone a bit wobbly. <laughs> it's very hot in there. <laughs> Do you want me to get you back on topic? Yes, please. Okay, so that is the Titanic feet covered. It has, <laughs> <laughs> it has two other close combat weapons you can give them. Yeah, um, which you don't because Titanic feet is so banana-breakingly bollocking. Reaper Chainsword gives it plus strength to make it strength 14. Uh, AP minus 3, 6 damage. And the Thunderstrike Gauntlet is strength times 2, so it's strength 16 in close combat. AP minus 4, straight 6 damage. Minus um, 1 to hit. Minus 1 to hit, Yeah, which is pretty big. Um, but if you kill a vehicle or monster with it, um, pick an enemy unit within 9 of the bearer and roll a d6 and a 4 plus that unit suffers d3 mortal wounds. Because you pick it up and throw it at them. As what happened to this Furioso. As what happened to the Furioso. Now, the other death. thing about the Thunderstrike is, of course, you have a stratagem which goes with it, which is like okay, the, God's Cock or something. We, and <laughs> you stop referencing God's Cock? <laughs> it's such a good band name. <laughs> such a good band name. Okay, so basically... It's in a very weird spot where the Titanic feet are better against pretty much every single target up until uh, light vehicles, the Reaper Chainsaw starts swinging in and only against like land raiders does the Thunderstrike start playing in when really you should rebalance it. If, if I were in charge of the Codex, Titanic feet would be at like strength six and only two hits per thing. So that way you can yeah. still take out infantry without being bogged down, but it's also not that effective. Then you could have, say, have the Reaper Chainsaw have the three hits, so that would be if you want to specialise infantry getting, you can take that. And the Thunderstrike is basically where it is now to kill tanks. But the Thunderstrike, yeah, one of the few times we're going to discuss stratagems, but this one's just so cool. This one is amazing. Death Grip. Immediately after fighting with the Imperial Light Small Freeman Army that is equipped with the Thunderstrike Gauntlet, the Paragon Gauntlet, or Freedom's Hand. We'll get to Freedom's Hand later. That thing is sexy. Great so, name as well. Absolutely great name. Yep. 
Uh, resolve an additional attack uh, with that weapon against any unit within one inch that consists of a single model. So, characters. This characters, is characters. yeah. Or other knights if you're feeling absolutely you're feeling ballsy. ballsy. If it hits, the enemy model suffers D3 mortal wounds instead of the normal damage and is caught in a death grip. Both players roll off and add their respective model's strength characteristics to their results. If your opponent's result equals or exceeds yours, the enemy model breaks free and nothing happens. Um, otherwise, the enemy model suffers an additional D3 mortal wounds and both players roll off again as before. Continue to do so until either the enemy model breaks free or it is slain. This is the main reason why I have a Thunderstrike, other than it looks fucking awesome. Yeah, and then you couple Thunderstrike with the... Um... I think it's Mortan Relic Thunderstrike. Nope. Nope. The, the, just anyone's Thunderstrike. Any- oh, with Mortan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because okay. yeah, it gives you plus one to hit, which negates the minus one, because you have to hit no, no, before you can no. Death Grip. But the, the Death Grip is a... Oh, no, it's an additional attack. It's not even... A, I thought it was a four plus for whatever yeah, reason. No, no, no. It's, Basically, it's an additional attack that you yeah, have to land. Take the neutral Paragon Gauntlet, which eliminates the minus one. To, it's a three plus again. And then All Mortan right. makes it a two plus. So. Yeah, okay, yeah. Two plus, you're strangling someone. Yeah, and if it's someone like Reboot, it's going to be hella hilarious when you just choke slam him, or even like to death. Dark Elder chat with a two plus invulnerable save. Yeah, oh, I can't punch him. I can crush him. Yeah, oh, and, he's got and strength you... three, is he? I'm going to have to roll pretty low for you to get out of this one. <laughs> I, can you fail that? If you roll a one, he rolls a six. Yes, <laughs> otherwise he's just gone. Yeah, yeah. This is a great way of getting around those ridiculous infants, and uh... it's a fun way of future proofing them, as we've said before, in case they bring any kind of absurdly survivable things in oh yeah rules. yeah yeah like I, I don't know if we discussed it on the podcast but like if they bring invisibility back we've discussed it about three times now alright okay so we're, we're at a dangerous point here but yeah yeah. basically that stuff knights are pretty future proof which is cool which yeah. is cool to see because codex power creep it's gonna happen it's gonna happen knights are very strong at Knight, the minute knights are in a weird spot where they'll they'll probably never be competitive but my god friendly wise they have a bunch of ways around or if maybe if the meta swifts swifts what swift swings wildly in the direction of these like only six is hit etc knights suddenly come back in because they have a bunch of ways around it maybe yeah I see that happening okay so that's the close combat options covered they have heavy stubbers yep great stuff which is 36 inch range heavy 3 strength 4 AP 0 damage 1 which are there they're definitely there you're going to place it with a melter gun which is 12 inch range assault 1 strength 8 AP minus 4 D6 damage within half range roll through D6 pick the highest one for the damage you know what a meltgun is. I don't think you take the meltgun. Basically never. Unless you have points free. Yeah, if you've got like 12 points, yeah. slap one of these boys Otherwise on. just never bother. Yeah. Because you can get like roof weapons for like 16, which you should do. Yeah. Um, the other small gun you will have on these, if you have an Avenger Gatling cannon, um, you will have a heavy flamer. Yay. Yay, strength five. Which is definitely there, one, definitely there. Don't, yeah, knock, like, don't knock a heavy flamer. Yeah, it, it's just pretty nice to have. Oh, you're going to try and chump block me. This is an additional way to try and cut that down. Yeah. Oh, you can't chump block a knight, but it's just a nice thing in Overwatch. And now and again, you're within range and they're well, not dead. Actually, you can chump block a knight. Because what you do is you have one unit of infantry, yeah. and right in front of them, you put another unit of infantry. So you cannot physically put the knight... But he the... steps behind both. Yeah, if he can step over yeah. both. If he can reach both, then yes. Yeah. But if you, but if, if, it's... You build your four, if you build your defensive line sufficiently, they can't step yeah. over. Yeah, like 19 inches. Like I said with my orcs, you're not going to get past that front line. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now onto their real guns. Uh, should we go for going from infantry to vehicle? Because that's generally how these yep. things are done. swing it in. Shring it in. Go quick. Go quick yep. on these. Okay, so there is the thermal cannon, which is uh, 36 inch range, heavy D6 shots, strength 9, AP minus 4, D6 damage, within half range, 2D6, pick the highest A damage. big melter gun. It's a big fuck-off melter gun. Very big. 
take this if you're against supreme armor armor supreme some say toughness eight stuff or yeah vehicles even toughness nine toughness nine it does toughness get value well yeah scabathrax there's no one else it's coming trust me oh yeah I'm sure Gaskar's gonna be toughness nine oh yeah maybe with 50 attacks <laughs> <laughs> okay we wielding have... a signpost <laughs> Also, we said we'd go for infantry first, and I'd be out with the thermal cannon. I know, we're, I, we're I going, was going to smack you with a rod up newspaper. We're descending the chain. Okay, so... Descending the chain? <laughs> not even <laughs> Okay, then there's... I'm the just rapid... descending the chain, man. I'm a follower of Nurgle. Rapid fire battle cannon. 72 inch range, heavy 2d6 shots, strength 8, 8 minus 2, d3 damage. It's a weird mid-ground with random number of shots, and I'm... I'm not the biggest of fan of random You're number of shots. You're not the biggest... But since it has two d six, it's very rare you feel cheated. Like if you look at a d six, like one or two, if you're doing d six random shots, one or two feels bad. Three is like eh, but one or two is bad. Whereas because you have two d six, it's very rare you get the double one, one yeah. or two, yeah, etc. Yeah. I have to say, from my experience, I far prefer two d six to one d six. Well, clearly, yeah. One d six sucks balls. Yes. Two d six, great stuff. This thing is. It hasn't got much damage or armor-piercing value, but it can do damage to vehicles. It's great for elite infantry, space marines. I think it's actually pretty good versus uh, vehicles. Things like rhinos and stuff like that, you just want to ping off. Uh, yeah, but even then... Drop like, pods. Okay, so you're wounding them on threes, but they've still got a 5-plus save. Like, it's still not the best. It's not Mul- dedic- Multiple damage, not to be sniffed at. Yeah. Still useful. It is. Like, it's, it's, it's got high utility, this gun. Yeah, it's got high utility. It's jack-of-all-trades. Avenger Gatling gun. 36 inch range, heavy 12, strength 6, AP minus 2, damage 2. Just the best gun. No. It's the best gun against the most targets. Yeah, the best gun. Yeah. It is so good. I mean, if you're going against, again, take all comers, you want some of these. Yeah, these are fantastic. And Riptides can eat their balls out. Ah, Riptides. Gentlemen, everyone thought that they were going to be the big stumpy mech boys and you just spam Riptides all day. Ah! Ah! Yeah. Although the thing is, you you do have to pay a mortal wound, and you only get a three plus invulnerable. Save. I think we did this last time. I'm going to do it again because this one is just so. It's just so. Stupid. I would pay four mortal wounds on a knight to give it a three plus invulnerable. I'm not even joking. Yeah, against everything. Don't forget. Yeah, against like, everything. Three plus invulnerable. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be glorious. Okay, so that is all the weaponry covered. Is, is it? it? No, there's the roof weapons. Oh fuck off! <laughs> I I have to find. I think them that's the covered. warden. Go to the warden. No, they don't have them. They they you have to go find them at the back. Ah, okay. Oh. Codex. Codex layouts. I'm going to have another complaint again. There's too many rules split up everywhere. I do not like the new war gear section at the back. Not a fan of that. Okay. Nightly elements. I actually forget. Oh, God. Okay, the storm spear. I'm doing them as I find them because they're scattered over the place and it's not organised. Okay. Storm spear rocket pod. This is one of the two more competitive options. Of the two which are run, basically. Uh, this is 48 inch range, heavy 3. Strength 8, AP minus 2, D6 damage. This is nice. It's obviously not as good as a knight weapon, but it's actually... Having one on a knight is always very nice. There'll be moments you're like, oh, how do I ping off a bit more damage on the vehicle? Oh, yeah, just fire the Storm Spear at it. Yeah, the Storm Spear is just great. Yep. It's very long range as well Yep. for knights. Yep. Uh, backfield objective camping, if they've got like three Space Marines left or something like that. Or even just Devastators, well, I'd fire this thing at Devastators. So I have one on my Warden, which is my least gun one. So I have two big gun boys and one with only one big gun. Putting this on him increases his value a bit. It also means they can't just target down the Crusader. Because I could also put on the Crusader, but that would mean he would have all the guns and be the biggest target. Yeah. I think if if you have the option of a roof weapon, always take it. Yeah, if you can can fit one into your list, put one on. 
like and I'd argue Storm Spear over the next one nine times out of ten absolutely I'm not sure where the next one is it's Iron with Storm I, Iron Storm yeah 72 inch range so longer range heavy d6 shot strength 5 AP minus 1 damage 2 and it can target units not visible to the bearer this is weak source it's very yeah. cheap though it's like a third of the cost of the other one so this is the this is what I would say you take instead of like two melter guns or whatever mm-hmm. like just take yeah because the thing to remember as well that uh, melter guns replace a weapon this is just an additional weapon and a melter gun is very short range you're going to get there with knights but you don't need melter guns with knights you you've really got don't. enough damage you've yeah, got like, enough oh, you need help with armour if you're that close you're going to punch them and they're going to die or kick them in or kick them in most of you use kick them in and then finally, there's the Twin Icarus Autogammon, which is the other more competitive option. 48-inch range, heavy 4, strength 7, AP minus 1, damage 2. Add 1 to the hit rolls made for the weapon against targets that can fly. Subtract 1 for all other targets. Hilarious versus Eldar. Hilarious versus Tau. Because, <laughs> yeah, Tau, Tau and Eldar, 2 plus on everything. Yep. Very nice. Yep. Uh, if you know you're going against Tau and Eldar and they aren't your friend, or you don't want them to be your friend anymore, yep. take these. Yep. <laughs> Also, all the roof weapons look pretty darn great. They look hella cool. Yeah, I really like the roof weapons. Yeah, they did a great job with the models. And that—that that is all the knightly armaments of the standard like knight chassis. Other Christoris. than the preceptor, Christoris, nice. Christoris. And uh, yeah, I guess that covers it. We've we've said all we need to about them being very tough, uh, doing the job very well. Yeah, they don't have many weapons. But I think the the relics they did a great job of yes, adding flavor with yeah. the relics. The relics, great job. Like the relics and the houses and the stratagems, they gave knights a lot more than other armies. So that with their limited arsenal, limited models, you can do a lot. Also means that I can do great stuff with only a few knights without having to buy another one for a different loadout. I can just go, okay, there's like two different ver- versions of this weapon from relics, etc. Yeah. Different ways to build them just by going different relics, different bonuses, different exactly. Houses. And it, I mean, for example, with the uh, Castellan that you have, mm. you can either go uh, just for your relic, you can either choose Cool's Wrath, yep, or just go for the Crest generic I for, one. I can go for Crest and give him the relic that gives it extra damage, or I want, may want to play Raven to give it so I reroll all ones in the shooting phase. Or Mortan. So or that Mortan it can to ignore... shore up its thing in close combat and it can ignore um, all penalties to shooting. Hit. Yeah. There's a bunch of stuff which I can play around with that Castellan to make it play differently. Yeah, that, which I think is great because knights really need that because you are playing the same army over yes. and over again. Yeah. Whereas other armies, you can kind of maybe switch units in and out. It's also a lot cheaper to switch in and out. So you can get like spend thirty pounds, get a new unit, and try it out rather than spend ninety five pounds. Yeah. Try it out. Or in Australia, kill the nearest relative <laughs> and steal their car. Yeah, pretty much. Maybe buy some more. <laughs> I don't know what's well, it's up on. to you, really. Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't gasoline. <laughs> We look, Fury Road, as far as we know, is Australia now. Yeah, we know nothing. Just make your knights shiny and chrome, and nothing will beat you. I'm tempted to make one shiny and chrome now. Yes. <laughs> Only if I could model flames coming at the back. Oh, is guys, there's going to be someone that does an awesome chaos conversion of a knight where they just have huge flames coming out the back of its stacks. Like, I'd love to see oh. like, a Mad Maxian um, army. Yeah. yeah, a guy on the back playing I, the guitar. Yeah, because I, I could fully imagine as well, like, because I, I quite like the knight's chassis even without the armor pieces. I think that looks quite cool. I don't oh, think yeah. I could field just a chassis without the armor pieces, but it's nearly there. I'd be tempted to have yeah, with, a naked knight. With conversion work, you can do great things. Yeah. like oh. the, the knight itself is a beautiful model. Yes. The Questorus is beautiful. It is. You know, I have Gorgeous. to admit it. When it first came out, I was like, oh, this thing's a bit round. You know, I'm not... A bit, a bit of a hunchback. Huge. Yeah. 
I was like, yeah, I'm not sure about the head. It doesn't look like a, a Reaver, which I think is the coolest. Yep. Uh, well, actually, no, Warlord. Uh, Warhound. Warlord Titan. Oh, the Warlord. Oh, yeah. Is that the Warlord? I can't. The I'm Warlord's the sure. great big fuck Yeah, yeah. That one is absolute. That's my jam. That is my jam. It's also more than Greece's gross national product. Yeah, it's like a thousand pounds. No, it's <laughs> one thousand two hundred pounds all in. Yeah. But you do get free shipping. You do get free shipping. Damn right. Which in Australia, <laughs> <laughs> I would hate to know what their shipping cost is from Forge World to Australia. Probably another relative. Another relative. <laughs> Maybe their oh, grandma. <laughs> How many do you have left at this stage? If you're playing 40k, maybe that maybe that's many. why the uh, Mad Max Wasteland comes about because all the Warhammer enthusiasts wiped out their relatives, and then you have bands of people hiding from the Warhammer enthusiasts who are going to murder their relatives. That's what the next Mad kids. Max film is actually about. I have the uh, the hot tip on that. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many questions. Knight Preceptor. Yes. Or as some say, <laughs> seen them say that before, <laughs> and others say Knight. They do say that. That is definitely wrong. That is definitely you wrong. will end up in jail for saying that. Do not say that. Yeah. <laughs> England's a dangerous place for people who mispronounce things. It's actually the most dangerous thing in England, mispronunciation. You do get horrifically judged. Excuse me, could you show me to the pub? <laughs> <laughs> Think he means pub. <laughs> Stab him. Yeah. <laughs> Off we go. Shh, shh, shh. Jeremy's here now. <laughs> Not Crime in England's a very disturbing thing. Clockwork Orange, basically that. Pretty much, yeah. Can I can I discuss the precept now? Yeah, go on. Okay, sneak him in. Chassis is exactly the same as the other knights, so there's feet on it. There's feet on it. Feet. Stompy, twenty-four wounds, etc. Yep. It's equipped with the Reaper Chainsword. You can change it out for uh, Thunder Strike. I always find it funny that the Reaper Chainsword costs X points. The Thunder Strike costs X plus five. <laughs> yeah, which is weird in knight terms. Yeah, like that, knights that's... are massively points. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> massively okay. points. Armed with a heavy stubber, they can swap it out for a melter gun or a multi laser. Yeah, which is a cool option. I'm yeah. so glad they added it in there. Um, 36 inch range, heavy three, strength six, AP zero, D one. If you have the points, always go for the multi laser. Yeah, it's cool. It is definitely cool. And it also suits its other weapon, the Laz Impulsor. Going yes. for a slightly more sci-fi lasery thing here, the Laz Impulsor. Two fire modes. Low intensity, 36 inch range, heavy 2d6 shots, strength 6, AP minus 2, d3 damage. High intensity, 18 inch range, D- heavy d6 shots, strength 12, AP minus 4, d6 damage. Now, neither of these are optimal. Yes, because of their weird strengths. Because of their weird strengths and. Like strength 12, what is that well, about? You, you compare low intensity to, say, the Avenger Gatling Cannon, the Avenger Gatling Cannon wins every time. Unless you higher roll like a motherfucker. Yep. Oh, wait, no. Yes. Yes. You end up with six more damage if you higher roll like a motherfucker. Yeah. Because if you higher roll as high as you can, you get the same number of shots. (laughs) (laughs) Just bear that in mind. Yeah. And then high intensity is nowhere near as good a vehicle hunter as, say, the... um, Errant gun. Yeah, the thermal cannon. But having both on one thing is fantastic. Great for versatility. Yes. And you always have the option. Like sometimes they have, especially with Admech, say yep. you have a different profile, or you used to. Sorry, they they did change it in Seventh Edition. Uh, thing like the conversion beamer for Space Marines. Like if you were within ten, yep. it did shoot like this. Oh, it had a different dear. profile. You could not select the profile. Yeah. So if your enemy was clever, yeah, 
they would manipulate your See, your damage that, profile. It seems like it could be quite interesting. Storm Surge had it as well. Yeah, which meant that if it was within like ten, its gun became like D damage, which was stupid. So basically, everyone that played Storm Surge would just fly it forwards at you. And then hit you with horrific damage. They gave damage. everything damage D back in the day, didn't they? They did. Flamethrowers. Seven was disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. They really just threw balance, rules, law, everything out the window. They're like, Eldar, what do they do? Fuck it. They've got giant robots that just take shit somebody. That's pretty accurate. That's still yeah, Eldar. That's, that's loyal to the law. Yeah. Okay, so we're big fans of the Preceptor. It's weaponry. What's it's- the law? What's the law on the Preceptor? I'm glad you asked. Oh. <laughs> the Preceptor. Basically, these would often be piloted by sort of the old guard. The Grand High Wizards. <laughs> that do not call them they, Grand High Wizards. They ruined that phrase. They ruined it. They've been using that phrase for quite some time. I know, but it makes me sad because Grand High Wizard is a fun phrase. It is a funny, and tragic. funny series of words which has been horrifically mangled yeah. by history. Yeah. And racists. Yeah. Okay, so the Preceptor. So the old guard, they basically used to train up the next generation of knights and the, um, what's their name, armagers. That yeah. was their role. And they also used as, like, advisors to the nobles, because the nobles, now and again, obviously, will not actually be the best for their place, but they are from that family, so they have the knight. They may just be, you know, free leads of the planet, not very good at their job. So you have things like preceptors who'd be like, maybe you should do this in battle. Maybe. They're, they're kind of like Scout Sergeant Tellian from the Ultramarines or a Dreadnought from the Space Marines greater as in they're, they're kind of a veteran of many wars yep. many war zones yep. teaching the new ranks yep. while still guiding those below them That's, such is the you, you said two things about the same thing though. Yeah, I mean like <laughs> they're, they're training the new guys but they're also watching over the guys that are slightly above the new guys <laughs> the middle aged guys and above them because and above them. Yeah. Because these guys are probably 150 years old. Not the Preceptor. No? Well, they're, they're humans. Yeah. Yarrick is like 180 or something silly. That's because he's Yarrick and he refuses There's to die. Iron Will. Yeah. He's, he got run over by a Baneblade at like the age of 150. I'd like to see that happen in this world. <laughs> Sadist. <laughs> okay, so going back to their rules. Yeah. Because it's a new thing for 8th. Like, the Preceptor and the upcoming thing we're going to discuss... It looks gorgeous, by the way. Hey, it looks gorgeous. Fucking... Oh, I'd love them to release the model. I'd love I that to like come that out. Too. I'm betting any amount of money it's a Forge World upgrade kit. Expect I that, guys. Fucking so, will hate Australia, kit bash. <laughs> kit bash your heart out. Australia, we're, just, we're sorry for you when it comes to this hobby. Like, Yeah, I don't understand why they're so highly taxed on it. Like, it's unfair, the amount of tax that they pay. The Australian government's kind of shit with this kind of thing, though. Talking yeah, about, like PlayStations it, and stuff yeah, like that, yeah. And the violent games aren't allowed. Left 4 Dead 2 is banned until it had all the gore removed from the bodies. You killed them, they had no gore, no blood, and they disappeared within half a second. It was hilarious to see. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was wow. bad. Wow. Okay, so... Fuck, they need to release this model. Anyway, I really want one. It's gorgeous. It is proper gorgeous. And because it's new for 8th edition, and they've written the law for 8th edition, the law backs up the rules, and the rules back up the law, because they have the mentor rule. Mm-hmm. Which is reroll hit rolls of one for friendly household armature class units within six of this model. Yep. So it actually does what it says it does. Yeah. It does which, it does what it says on the tin. Which in the Knight Codex is generally fine because they say it blows the shit out of everything. It also kills them. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Gotta pay for those suits somehow. Somehow, yeah. Whereas, giant pimp hats on the top of knights. <laughs> whereas other codices just do not have the uh, 
Yeah, the, the rules, the no backing. Long, yeah, they no longer uh, match the law because yeah. of it being the, the law would be like its guns were so powerful it could blow up. A, well, no, a it'll, moon. it'll be like it does this. Its engines cause terror and fear in everyone. Engines do nothing in the game. Yeah. Or he he has a device that can open the door to any dimension. What does he do with that? Nothing. Yeah, it doesn't do anything now. It doesn't even mean anything. No, it's all just gibberish. Yep. Preceptor thoughts. Uh, I love the preceptor. Absolutely yeah. love the preceptor. We I love touched, it conceptually. Like, yeah, we we touched this uh, with the armages. Yep. Uh, how it's very cool to have like a little fleet of armages yep. around a preceptor. It's suboptimal, and that's what makes it fun. And I think armages are better for your opponent because oh, yeah. your I think opponent gets a feel good factor. Are fantastic to feel because they're a morale booster for your opponent. They actually kill something. Yeah, there's enough damage there to kill and, them. And they're interesting to play around with a, with a precept because there's going to be a lot of positioning play and actually where do I want the, the precept... Where do I want the arm just around it? Do I want to screen with them? Do I not? Do I want to try and get them further back? Do yep. I want to have multiple units doing different things nearby? Like it, it's now, very cool. I also have a huge negative for the preceptor, oh, in my opinion. Was, yep. There is no specific relic for the preceptor or its weapons. No, which is Other very, than the gauntlet. You can take a gauntlet on it or a, a blade... Gauntlet. Well, no, they do have a lot of fairly neutral relics as well. Things like 5 plus in in close combat, 2 plus armor save. Yeah, but there's um, there's nothing that's really specific to the... Uh, nothing which really boosts it. Yeah, there's like the there's even Helm a, Dominatus or something. That basically... Oh, no, to be fair, you could put that on a Preceptor, and then that with Mentor would mean they're hitting on 2s, you're rolling 1s. Yeah, which I think is too far. I don't know, I can't hear the sound of it. Well, yeah, you would, you dick. <laughs> also, the other thing with the Preceptor, which makes it interesting, is the weapon range. Because it's maximum 36-inch range, 18 inches if you want to be vehicle hunting, yeah. you do have to play, I well, say, dangerously. You, you want to be following your armages, basically. Yeah. Like it, it it, leads to an interesting play style with it. You can't just backfield with it. it it's a cool thing. It's a, it's a cool bunch of rules. Yeah. Cool and you're charging style. into the foray. 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 Yeah. Great stuff, great yeah. stuff. Uh, and rules-wise, law-wise, good. Yeah, we, it's good. wonderful. Just wonderful. And finally, the final data sheet in this book, which is two data sheets in one, because... It's a data shite, yeah. Fuck everything. <laughs> it's Canis Rex. Yes. Shall we go into his law? Please do. Okay. Canis Rex, he was a dude who fought with knights, etc. And basically everything, he, all of his stuff got wiped out. Uh, he was a preceptor. You mean his planet? His planet, his people, his fellow knights yeah. got wiped out. He got captured. Not like his personal effects. <laughs> <laughs> he got captured along with some other people, and he was placed in a nublet. Now, I've looked up what nublet means. Yep. It's a prison. Oh. What? With, bear with. A prison what? where the only way in is a hatch in the ceiling. Now. Oh, my God. Okay, this is important to us, because when, oh we, when we did the Necron Codex... There were a couple of ooblets mentioned, oh specifically <laughs> the Death Mark Assassins hiding in an interdimensional ooblet. Which oh now my make, we, we didn't know at the time what it meant. I kept meaning to look it up. I've now done it. That's insane. <laughs> That's absolutely insane. Yes, it makes no did, fucking sense. Did they just? I think they just went. That's a kind of prison, and like no, the no, 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 about no. death. They live in them now. No, I think what they did is they banked on the fact that nobody knew what the fuck that was, and nobody would look it I up. Think they didn't know what it was. That is crazy. I think they just heard of it in relation to prisoners and went, the Necrons are like in prison, it's, in their bodies. It's a prison with a hatch in the ceiling. That's where the yes. death marks are hiding out. Yes. In a fucking prison. No, no, where they don't that's, take that's prisoners. That's where they're conducting their surveillance. That's where they're planning <laughs> their assassinations. Jail. How do they then get out? The hatch is in the ceiling. 
These guys are crazy. They're dumb. I bet okay. it's another dimension as well. Uh, yeah, I told you, it's an interdimensional oobleck. It's, a, it's the oobleck dimension. Because the Necrons have about 50 different dimensions. Oh my god. That's repurposing, that is. Yeah. Also, I don't know... Wait, do different Necron factions have their own dimensions for their own stuff? I would guess so, yes. I would guess so. In which case, there's a nine infinite amount of dimensions. Yes. Which is... A lot. That's a, that, Interdimensional stuff is something we'll discuss at a later date in Warhammer. Anyway, Canis yeah. Rex. He was an oobleck that made sense. Yep. Good. Um, and he was repeatedly tortured, etc. Okay. By who? Chaos. He was, this was Chaos oh, okay. who did all this. Chaos. Yeah. Um, and how he got free is his knight... Sorry, he's Sir Hector. Yep. His knight, Canis Rex, had been captured by Chaos, and it then woke up, as it were, without a pilot, stomped off, annihilated everyone in its path, found Sir Hector, saved him, and they stormed off, at which point he then swore the free blade oath and has been rocking around, being awesome, upholding freedom and liberty wherever he can, supporting the Imperial lines. Yeah, he's basically Liberty Prime he's, from Fallout 3. He's basically Liberty Prime. And that is not a bad thing. Combined with a bit of Titanfall 2 in there, and it's just all awesome. It is all awesome. Like, this stuff could be borderline campy, but I love it. They, it's, I really Knights love are it. a little bit campy anyway, yeah. at times. I love that he's called Sir Hector. Yes. With a K. Hector! <laughs> and and the rules back this up. Yeah. With. Okay, so. Canis Rex are the same stats as everything else. We've covered it. Sir Hector. Okay. That's the name of the guy and the rule. Because there's a rule, Sir Hector. If Canis Rex is reduced to zero wounds but does not explode, set up Sir Hector within three inches of it before Canis Rex is removed. He is treated as a passenger disembarking from, disembarking from a destroyed transport. Assuming he survives, relevant what he doesn't. Sir Hector then uses his own profile above and his own keywords below, and is armed with an Arche- Archaeotech pistol. This unit is not considered to have been destroyed until Sir Hector is slain. So they do this not get so first awesome. blood. <laughs> this is really awesome. Or if he's a war- your warlord, they don't get a warlord kill until they kill him. See, now I want the... Thematic here. I want the Imperial Knights to be holding a defensive line against the hordes of whatever... Canis Rex falls. Hector Canis? hops out. He joins the last defense in the he's... trenches. He's firing and fighting alongside guardsmen against yeah. the tyrannid, chaotic horde encroaching upon them. Well, look, this guy is not best with knights. He's better with Imperium. Yep. His rules actually back up him supporting other Imperial guys better than, than knights. knights. Because that's what he does in the law. Like, good. Okay. I want Eighth to bring in more stuff because they do it well when they bring in their own original stuff, it seems. Or at least with this code. Other than the Fortrine. Other than the Fortrine, that is. <laughs> Which is just a dumpster fire. <laughs> uh, it, okay. should, it should be free. In fact, it's so bad, it probably gives your opponent points. I, yeah. God, that thing's terrible. If you feel this, your opponent if gets it, That came out before the points. Codex, because that was in Renegade, which came out a while ago. Okay, well, they just were silly. Yeah. Okay, so other stuff Canis Rex has. Um, oh, sorry, we'll do Sir Hector's stats briefly. Six inch move, WS3 plus BS3 plus strength 3, toughness 3, four wounds, attacks 3, leadership 9, save 4 plus. He's a human. He's a human. Human. A fairly tough human at that, though. The Archaeotech pistol, 15 inch range, pistol 1, strength 5, AP minus 2, D2. Yeah, just cool. It's a fucking cool pistol. It's just cool. Yep. Okay, so Canis Rex is armed with the Laz Impulsor, as discussed earlier, a multi laser, as discussed earlier. <laughs> Pardon me. It's a preceptor, guys. Titanic Feast, as discussed earlier. But it's fists. Yep. It's Thunderstrike, it's Freedom's Hand, and yep. it's fucking cool. Yeah. Strength times two, so you know, strength 16, AP minus four, 2d6 damage. Yeah. Now, when attacking, you must subtract one from the hit roll. 
Treat any damage roll less than six, maybe this weapon, as six instead. Which is just crazy. Yeah, its minimum damage is the same as a normal Thunderstrike with a potential damage of 12 per hit. Do you have to roll per hit? Presumably you have to roll per hit, like a Laz Cannon. Yeah. Yeah, it's not just like you roll for the phase and you get 12 and then he does four 12 damage attacks. It it could still throw things at people as well if it kills a vehicle or monster. Also, Thunderpoon, eat your heart out. Yeah, Freedom's Hand is awesome. This guy's going to nosh you off with a bit of 2 by 4 Fact. <laughs> Fact. Okay, has an iron shield, 5 plus and bundling against range weapon, it can explode in the roll of a 6. Super heavy walker, as discussed, that's the thing where they can fall like back and shoot and assault, whatever. But chain breaker. Mm-hmm. Chain breaker is the one where it backs up other stuff. Um, roll a d6, each time a friendly Imperium model flees whilst within 6 inches of Canis Rex. On a 6, that model does not flee. Yeah, so you fail a morale test. However many that are going. Yeah, on a 6 plus they come back. Not all of them, it's per model. Per model, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. it's still awesome to have. It, it's thematically It's really cool. Again, defensive line scenario yeah. would be awesome. Yep. And the biggest and single best thing, in my opinion, about all of this, the most awesome thing, he doesn't buff armages. Yeah. He, he renounced his preceptor rights. And, okay, like, I understand people will go, but that makes him worse. Yes, it does make him worse. But he's but, awesome. But what this does is it differentiates the preceptor from him. Because with a lot of leaders... Yeah, exactly. Araman is the best example of this. Or Reboot Gilliman. Or Minus Kalgar. Let's go with Araman, because that's what yeah. we know about. <laughs> okay, so Thousand Sun Sorcerers, they cost like 100 and something points. Araman's like 160 points. And he does everything they do, but a hell of a lot better. Hell of a lot better. He's just better in every single way and so points efficient. So if you are going to run a Sorcerer in Thousand Suns, you should run Araman. There's just no reason not to. Whereas with Canis Rex, he does not do the same job as a Preceptor. Which yeah. is fucking great. Which is really awesome. Uh, his weapons obviously do overlap with the Preceptor. Yep. So the, I think there is a little bit of oh, no. hesitancy. Oh no, I don't know. The, the chassis is still the same, but I'm saying the rules. like Because the Preceptor and Canis Rex, you don't take either of them for their weapons. Because yeah. their weapons are suboptimal compared to other knight weapons. Yep. The reasons why you take them is for their rules, or awesome sake. Yeah, Canis Rex absolutely awesome yeah like so the preceptor it's not a case of like oh well they, they both overlap when it comes to their basic weaponry yes but you're not taking them for that <laughs> it doesn't really matter yeah no it's very cool and you can add just one model and drop it in for Canis Rex or preceptor yeah yeah because there's no sort of differentiation as long here. as your um, preceptor is armed with a thunderstrike which mine probably will be yeah just for awesome sake yeah and again so you can feel that it's Canis Rex yeah Kenneth Rex, absolute win. Indeed. Right, that is the Knight's Codex. I mean, there's the relics, but we're running out of time? Yeah. Although, for those of you at home, if you have someone who doesn't know the Knight Codex, and you do, go through the relics, read them the title of the relic, and ask them to try and guess what the lore is. Oh, yeah. This, This was a fun game we played, where you just get the name, and you have to guess what the lore behind it is. And because the, the the relics do one of two things, yeah, they're either it, completely it, sane. Yep, it's like okay, so that is the um, don't don't spoil one. Don't no, spoil I'm, one. I'm not going to. I'm just going to say like, oh, this one is like say a kind of armor, and you read the description, and it goes, yep, it's just reinforced plating. Yeah, and then the other options are it would be no. Yeah, this is the most insane. Illogical, random, weirdest, hilarious <laughs> yeah. explanation for what it could possibly be, and there is no hint in the name. No, there isn't. They're both called... The only time he got one right 
Because I, I, I got one or two right. You got you got yeah, a couple right, right, which were accurate. But the one which was the best was when I, was like, I read the title of a gun. I won't say which one in case you don't play this game. Yeah. I was like, oh, what about this gun? He just went, I don't know. It's a friend of the Imperium. Yeah. And it was. It was a it was a gun that <laughs> basically <laughs> became self-aware at one point, started defending the planet by itself. Yeah. No, it's crazy. Oh, and yeah. yeah, so if you've got a mate. Who doesn't know the codex? Get them round. Play yeah. the relic game where they got to guess the relic. Maybe even do it with their codex because I think, I mean, the, the one I know is Death Guard and Mechanicum, and I, both of those I, are extremely boring. Yeah, there's I, nothing like silly yeah. in there. Whereas the Knight ones are silly because, and also ridiculously sane. Yeah, but also all awesome. Yeah, and no guide as to whether yeah it's going to be one or the other. It's oh, great. That is okay. There's a, there's two things I left out of uh, Sir Hector's thing because they don't have him. By his profile, which is his free blade qualities and burdens. Yes. Basically, you can make any any of your knight detachments. You can make one of them a free blade, and you could just field an army of them by making them all like, just you know one lord of war detachment. Yeah, However, you lose CP, but yeah, don't you also lose your faction trait if there's yeah. not? If I don't know, like you can make yeah. If it's not three, you don't get a faction trait. I don't think. Yeah, so you have to have three knights and then a free blade in one detachment to get your faction trait. But if it's two knights and a free blade, you don't get it. I'll quickly check that just to be sure. I'm pretty sure that's how it works out. But you can take a free blade by himself in detachment and lose nothing. Armages also can be free blades to get the option of positives yeah, yeah, and negatives. Yeah, you, you just need to have three. Because it has to be in a super heavy detachment, so it can't just be one. Are you saying for your faction bonus? Yeah. Yeah, so it has to be three yeah. and a free blade. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, just one and two armages. Yeah. Okay. As is, the free blades. So you make one per detachment a free blade. Or one per whatever a free blade. One. <laughs> there we go. And they then can randomly generate qualities and burdens. Uh, Canis Rex's qualities. He has Legendary Hero and Last of Their Line. So he rerolls hits of one for the Free Blades attacks against units containing ten or more models. Now attacks, that would be close combat, would it not? Reread it. <laughs> Last of Their Line. Reroll hit rolls <laughs> of one for the Free Blades attacks against units containing ten or more models. No, that's just all hits. Yeah, I was suspicious that maybe I just, want, just wanted to clarify. Yeah, I haven't checked the FAQ, but that is all hits. Yep. Uh, six legendary hero, because of course he is. Yep. Once per battle round, you can re-roll a single hit roll, wound roll, ba- uh, damage roll, charge roll, or saving throw for this free blade. Which is like a free CP a turn. Yeah. Value. Yep. Definite value. Fantastic shit. And he has obsessed with vengeance as his burn. <laughs> yep. He's liberty prime, damn it. Yep. While this burden applies, the free blade can only target the nearest enemy unit that's visible to it in the shooting phase and can only declare charge against the nearest enemy unit in the charge phase. That only applies if he fails a leadership test at the start of his turn. You take one every turn with the free blade. If you fail, you get... You have to do your burden. burden. But they have leadership nine, so... It's so unlikely that you fail it, but when you do fail it... I mean, if you're taking free blades, free blades are suboptimal. Yeah. Uh, They are for fun. Yeah. And if you fail your burden... I took one in my game. Well done. If you fail and you take your burden... It's just going to be a fun flavour bit for the game. Yeah. It will be. Yeah. And normally it'll go badly for you. Uh, take take it with a smile on your face and a bit of soap. Keep what it the... keep it clean. <laughs> keep it clean. Keep the language clean. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> keep your enemy clean. <laughs> oh god. Right. Yeah, I it, I think I think that is it. That is that's so, the book. The overview. Minus There's, the stratums and relics and traits, warlord traits, but fuck it. But, yeah, that, that's not our domain. Yeah, We're but, not good at that. No, it, it's too dry. Okay. I would say overview of the book. It is great. It's I love fantastic. it. There's a lot of flavor. Yep. Uh, good new lore. 
good, good new law, law, which has to be absolutely 100% commended in this age, because we will be doing the Death Guard Codex soon, and you will reap my tears. Because I love the Death Guard, Death Guard are my guys. But yeah. So it's it's an absolute relief that the new law for the Imperial Knights is so good. Yep. The one detractation... You're going to get stabbed. <laughs> God, that got serious. The one thing I would hold against this codex is that it does not have Chaos Knights in it. And I know that's asking a bit much. Like, yeah, this, this is the thing which we're sad that it's not there. It would have, it would have been very easy. It would have made this codex, arguably, in my opinion, the best of 8th. Yeah. If it had Chaos if, Knights in it. If it had Chaos Knights, it would be easily the best codex from 8th. Probably the best for some years. Yeah. As is, it's just a contender for the best codex in 8th. Yeah, it's definitely I, up there. I can't think of another Not one in terms of power, but just in terms of, in terms power, of terms quality. Of quality, variety, etc. What you can do with so little. Yeah, like, they, they did an absolute great job. Yeah. It is pretty darn future-proof. Yep. You will be able to play this into the next edition, yep. which will be an, a whole different game. Uh, but I think Knights are still going to be great. Yep. They are great fun to play. They really are. You have to be considerate for your opponent. Though. You really do. Of your opponent, rather. Yeah. Like, if they're going balls out, yeah, go balls out. But if it's not the most, if they haven't got the most competitive list, do your best to try and play fun. Yeah. Like, don't just, oh, I'll just throw my anti-vehicle shots into the infantry. Don't just throw the game deliberately because that'll feel bad for them. But like, it's also just- like hella demasculating. <laughs> <laughs> if you're like, I'm not even going to play seriously against you. You're not even a yeah a threat to and me. You will probably you know, beat them because you're knights. But just play for fun. Do play silly for stuff. Fun. Do silly stuff. Try and detonate your own knights because and, that's fun as well. And again, like everyone well, loves a good knight well, detonation. Like, the, the knight codex has enough stuff as well, which you can mess around with, like fun relics and fun stratagems. Like it has a bunch of suboptimal stuff in there if yep. you want it, along with a bunch of great stuff and free blades and stuff. Yeah, like that, you can take you know. free blades to weaken your army to like. I think play that's more the, fun. I think that's the inclusion of like, okay, the fact free blades exist. Yep. Is glorious because they went. You know what? Here's a bunch of free rules which you can apply, which are suboptimal, but they're very like, character. It's flavor very country. Fun. It is flavor country. Yeah, and it reduces the power level of your army. But we're putting it there if you want to use it. And it's just thank you. Like we don't get that in eighth, really. Like yeah, I think some some of the codices very much are very 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 slim, just to get you playing in eighth. Necron. Necron Codex is very slim. Like, they did not put a lot of effort in there. I'm just going to say it now. I like Necrons a lot, but they didn't put a lot of effort in there. Imperial Knights, they have put the effort in. It definitely shows. It's a great book. Yep. But do be in mind that you have to control the accelerator pedal of the game. (laughs) Okay, so uh, in that case, we'll round off this episode by saying we have the games we're playing tomorrow where we'll no doubt next week get back to you with the hilarious tales of Molly Wompage. There will be a news roundup. We'll tell you how far the knights go in terms of points. Yeah, we we are interested to see how far we can push it. And I do have knights I can field just <laughs> just to make yeah. it equal. <laughs> yeah. How far does it have to go? Find out in the next episode of the Brothers Grimdark. <laughs>